Hello? Good evening, Lake Church, and welcome to our online audience. It's good to see you guys all here. Um, We just have a couple announcements before we get started to let you guys know what's going on here at Lake Church. Um, The first thing that we have is our Wonder Woman Conference. Uh, So ladies, make sure you get signed up for that. The dates are March 7th and 8th, starting at 7 p.m. It's going to be a great time, so be there and get registered for that. And then we also have coming up disclosure conference um this is if you love the series you're gonna love the conference (laughs) so make sure you get signed up for that it is also april 25th through 27th so be there or be square (laughs) um but for more information on these events make sure you go to our website lake-church.com or our online bulletin and you can find all the information and register there and then going into the, one of the best parts of the night, offering, right? Yeah, it's a wonderful time to give back to the one who has already given us everything that has given us more um, than we could ever ask or think. And so, um, but don't forget, we also have our Vision 2025 going on um, in order to get all of our buildings uh, paid off and debt free by 2025. And so we're going to pray over this offering and get started into the word. So thank you, Father, for this offering. I just pray that it blesses your kingdom and blesses those that give with a cheerful heart. And we're so thankful for you. Hallelujah. In your name, amen. Amen. A little, a little fast there. <laughs> Wasn't ready. Amen. God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. We've been fed richly over these last few months, learning Galatians verse by verse, and uh, what the Lord has kind of uh, wanted me to do tonight is to kind of have a spiritual Zumba, you know, where we exercise ourselves in the things of God. So I'm going to teach a little bit, and then we're going to begin to speak forth what the Word of God says, because you know what? I believe that a child of God triumphs over the oppression of the world. Amen? And I believe there's a difference between a child of God and a child of the devil. Amen? Do you? And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. And uh, I've entitled this Source Code. And it's about going back to the Source Code, which is the Word of God, to rectify and align our lives. And once we get back to the source code, we can execute the kingdom of God in our lives. Amen? And so we're going to be talking about that. But uh, first off, we've just had so many wonderful healing testimonies, people that have um, just seen miraculous things happen in their life. And do we have a microphone that I can give to Patrick, one of our elders here, he's got a wonderful testimony that he'd like to share, kind of set the tone for where we're at today. So I was going to testify Sunday morning, but I knew my testimony would take a few minutes, and I did not want it to go longer so I could hear Pastor preach. 
So I was like, okay, I'm not going to say anything. But then everybody started testifying, and we went into this amazing service. Well, two of the people testified they came up here for one thing and got something else. Well, that happened to me too. Mm -hmm. And so I came up here, and it was so funny because I was sitting there, and she was singing the song about dancing with the Father. And it was on Tuesday night, I think. And so I thought, I'm not dancing. I'm like, I'm a man's man. I ain't going up there dancing. I ain't going to do that. I don't do that. And so I said, well, I'll go up there and pray. So I came up here and kneeled down and prayed. And uh, when I got up and went back to my chair, she started singing again about dancing with the Father. And I thought, how can I not? And so I thought, well, I'll just stand here, you know. And it was kind of like Kenny Powers was talking about, you know. I'll just kind of stand here, and or Kevin, and uh, do my thing right here in front of my chair, you know. Well, during that time, I ended up standing on the Father's feet, holding on to him, and dancing. And it was unlike any intimate experience I've ever had with the Father. And I've had some good ones. But the funny thing was, I ended up all the way up there at the, the stairs and basically had my arms just wrapped around his leg. And at the same time, he was patting me on the back. And I thought, man... I mean, I left and it was, you know, he had said that it was going to be a life-changing event. And it was for me because I had never experienced that before. Mm-hmm. And to, to feel that little kid in front of the father was just amazing. Mm-hmm. But that's not the best part. So I go home. Well, Thursday night, several days later, I'm praying. And the Lord says, do you remember our dance the other night? And I said, well. How could I forget, you know? And I'm just like, oh, and I start crying, you know, because I start thinking back and I start going back to it. He goes, you know, when you had COVID, because I I had a really bad bout with COVID that almost killed me. And he said, when you had COVID, that spirit has hung on to you ever since. And ever since, I've had pain and issues in my body that keeps running from one place to another in my body. And every time I pray for one thing and it goes away, it moves somewhere else. And he said, when I put my hand on your back, he said, that spirit of COVID is no longer. He said, it is manifest in your body. And I've been praying that, but I wasn't praying that that night. I was just praying more God. I just want more of you. That's all I want is just more of you. But it's so cool that when we come to him, not seeking after the gifts, not seeking after anything, but him, he gives us what we've been wanting for so long. Amen. And so... And then pastor asked me Sunday if I would, you know, tell this tonight. Well, all week he's been trying to hit me with stuff, you know, and, you know, my nose has been running and praise God, I'm healed, you know. And, well, you know, you've got COVID. (laughs) No, I was healed of that. The Lord took that away. That does not exist anymore. And so I've stood on that word all because he didn't want me to testify tonight. So my testimony is that God is good and faithful Mm -hmm. and he gives us what we need when we don't ask for it, Amen. just seek him first. Amen. Anyway, thank Amen. you guys. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. We give the Lord praise. Amen. So let's turn in our Bibles to the Gospel of John. We're going to be looking at John 1 1. And we're going to reassociate ourselves. No matter what part of your life is out of alignment, whether it's in your physical body, whether it's in your mind, or whether it's in relationships or something to do with your business or work, you can always go to the source code. The source code will align you with God's desire 
and will give you God's will in regards to those situations. And basically, when I got hit physically and my heart was, you know, down to 14%, I knew that uh, just speaking forth words wasn't enough. I had to begin to develop a relationship with those words to where they weren't just words on a page, but they were living and active in my life. They actually became a part of me. And that's what Jesus said. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. And that means that that's not just a casual read or casual glance or just simply reading some confessions on a page. That means that I've gotten into the word. The word has gotten into me. And I'm speaking from that place of abiding. I'm speaking from a different platform, so to speak. I'm no longer subject to what is coming against me. I am now standing on something that is over any and everything that's coming against me. And I would take uh, confessions, healing scriptures, and I would confess those scriptures. And I can tell you that many times people will confess healing scriptures or breakthrough scriptures, and, and they'll say, well, it's not working. You know, they'll do it once, one week, two weeks, and they'll just say, it just doesn't work. Well, the thing about it is, is that you're not necessarily releasing faith in that. You're building faith. Do you understand that? You're, you're, you're building a relationship with that word to where that word becomes one with you, where it, it becomes a belief. It becomes something that you can't be separated from. The things that the Lord has revealed to me, and I know it's the same for you, they can't be taken away from me. They cannot be taken away from me. The experience that I've had with his word can't be taken away from me. And I knew, even though I was a pastor, even though I was a minister, even though I'd been in ministry and seen people healed and seen people set free and had led people to the Lord, I was at my absolute wit's end. And I needed to go back to the source code. Amen? And the Lord brought me back to places that were in my foundation. Not the stuff that I was listening to and even teaching in the church. He brought me back to the basics. And so what we're going to do tonight is we're going to go back to the basics and look at some things and understand some principles of how the Word of God works. Because if you're born again here tonight, you have divine life on the inside of you. Jesus lives on the inside of you. But you know, that's a wonderful thing. But it's kind of like that lost $20 bill that was in your wallet when you ran out of gas. You forgot it was there. It didn't, you weren't able to use it to get out of your situation. And many times we know that the greater one abides on the inside of us, but yet we don't release him. Yet we don't have an awareness of what he is capable of doing in our lives. I'm here to tell you breakthrough is going to come tonight. 
And I believe those that are watching online as well, if they'll follow through, praise God, they'll experience breakthrough in their lives as well. Amen? So in John 1, 1, notice this. It says, in the beginning was the, what that? In the beginning was what? And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. When you're going through a situation, when you're going through a test or trial, when you're going through something in your physical body, when you're going through something in your marriage, the beginning of everything is a word. That's the starting point. The starting point is we begin with a word. If the beginning started with a word, then the beginning of your breakthrough starts with a word. Amen? It doesn't start with a prayer chain. It doesn't start with a Facebook post. It doesn't start with a Twitter feed or an X feed or whatever you want to call it these days. It doesn't go by going and gossiping and telling about your situation to everybody. It starts with a word. So the first time when you get hit... The first place you need to go is you need to go, I need, Lord, I need a word. And praise God, we've got 66 books. Hallelujah. And we got plenty of words, but I'm here to tell you there is a word in here that can unlock the cell that you're in, that can unlock the situation that you're in. In the beginning was the word, and in the beginning of every test and trial that you go through, You need to find a word. I need a word from God. Amen? And one of the best ways to start off is just simply begin to go back over the scriptures that you know about that situation. Say, for instance, if it's healing that you need. We'll begin to go over Isaiah 53, 4, and 5. Psalm 103. Begin to look at those, ponder, and meditate, and begin to confess those things. Come on now. Are you out there? Start doing it. They'll say, well, when, do I, when, when should I stop? Stop. You keep doing it until it starts talking to you. Well, I don't get anything out of the Bible. I just read and I just almost want to go to sleep. Well, you're not. You need to push through. Continue to push through prayerfully. Until the word starts visiting you. Because this is the only book that reads me. I, I, I don't just read it, it reads me. This is a dialogue with the master. This is a life-giving book. This is God's medicine. Amen? And so you've got to develop a relationship with this word. It can't be just devotional. Well, I'm reading the Bible because that means that I'm a good Christian. No, I read the Bible because it's like oxygen to me. I need it. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Listen, the sustaining of your life comes from this. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. It's going to take me a little bit on Wednesday night, but we'll be all right. I hadn't been up here in a while. Amen. But understand that. In the beginning is a word from God. Amen? You've got to have a word. So let's go to uh, 1 Peter. 
chapter 1 and verse number 20. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse number 20. It says, He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in these last times for the sake of you, speaking of Jesus, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth, for a sincere brother, brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. Since you have been born again, everybody say born again, not of perishable seed. That word seed is the Greek word sperma in the Greek. And it, when we look at seed, we need to not be deceived in the thinking that the rough-looking thing that we, you know, what we put into the ground is the seed. The seed is the genetic information that's inside that seed. See, that tree is in that seed. That orange is in that seed. That watermelon is in that seed. Not just one watermelon, multiple watermelons are in that seed. So it says that we have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable. Now, he could, we could easily insert seed right there. Imperishable seed, because Jesus said that the word of God is seed. Are you awake out there? The word of God is seed. So in the beginning was the word. In the beginning of my challenge, I need a word. What do I need? I need a seed. I need something with the spiritual genetic information to cause me to overcome the situation that I'm facing in my life. I've been born again, not of, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible through the living and abiding, notice that, abiding word of God. Amen? That is how it works. We need to receive a word from God to help us overcome that situation. Many times we don't need to run to the prayer chain or run to our favorite prayer warrior or intercessor. We need to get down on our knees and say, Lord, I'm facing this situation and I need a word from you. I need to hear from you. And many times it won't come through that one prayer. But as you begin to do your walk with the Lord, as you begin to get into the Bible, as you begin to listen to your podcasts or begin to go to your church, then all of a sudden you just know that God has deposited something in you. And it could be something that a scripture that is totally not even relevant to your particular situation because all his word is seed and all his word is medicine. So even Leviticus in the Amplified is God's medicine. Amen? Hello, Chronicles, he begat, you know, all the begats and the begets. It's medicine because the Bible declares that the word of God is medicine. Amen? And so we're, how we were born again was that we received a word. We received that Jesus died for our sins, that Jesus was raised from the dead, 
and that Jesus has cleansed us with his blood. And when we receive that in, then we're born again. That seed, that sperma, it begins to generate new life into our lives. Amen? And we become a new creation. The old passes away, and behold, everything becomes brand new. Do you believe that? How many experience that in your life? Well, that's the way that it works. Now, let's look at a, a situation in the Scripture. I'm going to bypass that. I'm going to go over here to Luke chapter 1 and verse number 38. When Gabriel came to Mary and told her that she was going to be the mother of the Messiah, it says, Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Be it done, the King James says, be it done unto me according to your word. Amen? Oh, get a hold of this, folks. Get a hold of it. You see, there is a logos word, and then there's a rhema word. Okay? There's two Greek words for the word of God. The logos means the written word of God. The rhema word of God is the illuminated, revealing word of God. So you can read the Logos, and it's always good to read the Logos, but sometimes you'll be reading that Logos, and all of a sudden a rhema will come. And you'll say, I see it. I see. It's like a light went off. And you can always tell when you've received a word from God, because joy will begin to bubble up in your life. No matter where you're at, you might be in a prison cell or in a hospital bed. You might be in the worst midnight hour of your life. But when you read that Logos and all of a sudden it jumps off the page and it just gets your nose and just rings it real good and begins to show you what it is, it's like a light bulb comes off and you've got your answer. I remember I was praying over my situation and pacing in my bedroom, and I was going over Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. Surely he hath borne my sickness and carried my diseases. And I began to just begin to, begin to just go over that. See, here's where, we, here's where we miss it. We want everything to be microwave. Honey, God is more about the process. He's more about the process than you getting instantaneous stuff. Amen? Because when we get into a process, there's some maturation that begins to happen in our lives. We begin to be conformed to the image of the Lord. It's not just a bailout. Come on now. I know people don't like this, but it's the truth. And I'm sitting there, and I said, surely he hath borne. I mean, I'm going over this scripture multiple times. And sometimes that's what it takes, guys. Just speak one time. Ah, that don't work. No. Surely he hath borne my sickness and carried my pains. Yet I esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. And with his wounds or with his stripes, I am healed. And it didn't just stop there. I said, surely he hath borne my sickness and carried my pains. Surely he hath borne. Surely he hath borne. 
And I began to repeat that. See, that's called meditation. See, meditation in the Word isn't like the New Agers and the Transcendental Meditation people. They're wanting to open their mind, come on, with a mantra or something of that nature. They were trying to open their mind, where they're opening their mind to all kinds of junk. Meditation in the Word is to mutter and to speak to oneself. It begins to take the Word of God. Isn't that what he told Joshua? This book of the law shall not depart out of thy Notice it didn't say out of your eyes. It says out of your mouth. Hello. Come on. Most people say, well, I read the Bible. Well, are you speaking the Bible? See, <laughs> oh, it's just amazing how many people got their mouth shut. They let the devil whip on them. I guarantee you if I came in here, I've, I've told this story multiple times. If I came in here with a, with a baseball bat and started whipping on you, I guarantee you'd have something to say about that. But isn't it amazing when it comes to the devil beating up on us, we sit there in silence. Oh, it's not time to sit in silence. It's time to get up and stand up and say no. But you've got to have something that he respects. Because he doesn't respect, don't hurt me anymore. Why you treat me so badly? He don't respect that. What does he respect? He respects the word of God. It is written. Amen. Hello. I'm telling you, have you ever, have you, listen, when you went through what the situation that I went through, and, and, and I don't want to give any glory about that at all because the Lord's healed and restored me. But I mean, I'd go to the bathroom and say, I'm going to kill you. That's what he'd say. I would pre, I would be up here. And I'd be getting ready to preach, and he says, you know what? He said, he, how many of you ever heard this? Am I just crazy? Am I just nuts in my head? But he sits there, and he goes, he goes you're going to die on the stage today. And I felt like it. I didn't feel good. I didn't feel good at all. You know, I've got high blood pressure medicine, and it makes you feel like you're, you know, like you're drunk. And, you know, I'm trying to get up here. And he's saying, you're going to drop dead on the stage. Well, I had to have an answer for that. See, it begins with a word. I said, it begins with a word. I could have said, oh, why are you saying that to me? Oh, you're so mean. He doesn't do that. He's even meaner. When you start doing that, he's even meaner. No. What I had to do, I had to go to Psalm 118. I said, I will not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. I mean, I tell you what, I've said that more times. I keep saying it. I said it today three times. I will not die, but I will live and I will declare the works of the Lord. Listen, some of you got the runny nose and got the COVID. You need to be saying, I will not die, but I will live. Come on. Come on now. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Jesus didn't suffer silently in his 40 days of temptation. He said, it is written. It is written. It is written. And it said the devil left him for a season. And I guarantee you that if you continue to speak the word of God, the devil will leave you for a season. Hallelujah. 
Are you getting anything out of this? But notice this. Notice she, she received the word, and she said, Be it done unto me according to your word. So she received the seed. I'm here to tell you that I'm here right now, and seeds are popping out of my mouth. Anytime you hear preaching of the Word of God and it's the Word of God, seeds are just popping out. You've got a choice to make. You can either say, I ain't believing any of that. Even testimonies, like our brother's testimony. Some people sit there, that was weird. Come on. What are they doing? They're setting their soil against the Word. Amen? See, now, now in, John, in the John the Baptist case in which Gabriel came and talked to his, his father, he didn't believe. And you know what the angel did? He shut his mouth. You want to know why he shut his mouth? Because he didn't want him speaking that junk. Hello. Oh, hallelujah. I hope I'm, I hope I'm getting, you're getting a hold of this. But notice that she said, be it done unto me. What she had done was she took what Gabriel had said, that word from God, and she took it within herself. And that's exactly what Peter was talking about. He says, we have been born again by the seed, by the incorruptible seed, just like a woman receives seed to conceive a child, we conceive the word within the womb of our spirit. This is a baby maker. Whether you're a man or whether you're a woman, you've got a baby maker on the inside of you, a baby maker that makes the dreams and visions of God come true. Now, now a man can't have a baby, but praise God, you can birth something in the spirit by being impregnated by the word from God. So I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there and I'm meditating on that word. Surely he hath borne. He took my infirmities. He bore my, and then all of a sudden these phrase just popped out off the page. He took it. He took it. Out of all those words that were in that entire text, four verses, three stood out. He took it. He took it. And I'm telling you, it was like a lightning bolt. Had I heard those words before? Of course, I've heard them a million times. Have I used those words to help others? All the time. But it had to become mine. It had to become the personal possession of my garden. They were no longer Karen's. They were mine. Come on now. They were mine. I was taking it. It was my word. And in fact, anytime I get a word or anytime Karen gets a word, we come to each other and we say, the Lord said this, and it don't affect us the same way. It's like, he took it. Yeah. That's right, Greg. 
because I was excited. Well, she'll come to me with words, you know, and I, it don't have the same effect. Why? Because it's working in your garden. It's not working in theirs. Do you understand that? It's, it's, it's working in theirs. And all of a sudden, she said, be it done unto me according to thy word. You know, when you get a word from God, and I'm talking a rhema word from God, because Isaiah 53, 4, and 5 can be a logos word to you, but it's empowered when it becomes a rhema word for you. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I can read the scripture, but yet not get anything There's a lot of people that do that. But I'm here to tell you that word right there is the source code. So anything that you're out of alignment, you've received a virus that has caused you not to run right, the source code of the word can bring you back into proper alignment. Do you believe that? Amen. Okay. All right. I got a ton of scriptures here. Did you all bring your Bible? Okay. John six sixty three. Jesus speaking here, and this is one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, because you've got to understand that this word is like Moses' staff. Okay? It's common, ordinary, and really it doesn't really appear to be anything but a a, a book of History and poetry and, you know, ancient wisdom. And just like Moses, when he had his shepherd's staff, it was something that they all had. There was nothing extraordinary about it. But he said, throw down your rod. He sanctified it, set it apart, and began to use it. Well, you can stack this right next to books by Louis L'Amour. You can stack it right next to Clooney. You can stack it right next to Shakespeare. You can stack it right next, and it, it just looks like a book. It just looks like something that is ordinary. But when you throw it down, I said when you throw it down, it changes. It changes. I said it changes. And all of a sudden, this book becomes a source code. It becomes the software that drives the hardware that God has put within you. Amen? Amen? Now, notice what Jesus said. He said, it's the Spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. How many have realized that? <laughs> you live very long on this earth, you, you understand that. He says, the words, now notice that, everybody say words. words, the words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. So that elevates his words above all words. Because not all words are spirit and life, even though they may be the same words. Oh, uh, am I making sense to you? Even though they may be the same words, his words are spirit and life. So that means to tell, that tells us that these words here give us spirit life. 
That's the reason why we're called to be, to feed on the Word. Why? Because it's spirit and it's life. See, I don't read devotionally. Well, i got to get my chapters in or I'm going to feel horrible this week. That's not the way I do it. You've got to learn to treat this like a person. You ignore a person too long. It gets a little awkward. So I try not to. Amen? Because when I open this book, it's Jesus speaking to me. God's word is God speaking to you. We've got people running all, I want no word from God. I got to have a word from God. I'm going to this meeting, that meeting. Well, you've got words from God. Amen. But he says, my words are spirit and life. That means that his words go to the source. It doesn't deal with the periphery. When Jesus cursed the fig tree, it died from the roots. Are you with me? So when God begins to deal with something in your life, it goes to the root system, not the fruit. We want the fruit to go away. He goes right to the root of a problem. That's where the seed, come on, the seed gets in there, and it's spirit life. And, you know, I was sitting there and seeing people prayed for during our times of manifestation, and I found it amazing that many people will come up for, you know, headaches and swelling and things of that nature. And it isn't amazing that when you go up there, God starts talking to you about your marriage. I'm, 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 I'm up here because I've got swelling in my joints, and then he's talking to me about how I treat my wife. Oh, come on now. He knows where the root is. Come on now. He knows where the root is. So he starts talking to me about my stingy attitude towards things or my bad attitude or my negativity. He starts saying, you know what? You need to call your son. And we don't think it's God. And it is. It's God. And we don't think it has anything to do with healing. It has everything to do with healing. Because the word goes to the root. It goes to the deep. And many times God's dealing with you about healing in your body on relationship issues. How you're dealing with somebody. Unforgiveness, bitterness. Hallelujah. All right. I'm getting warmed up, guys. Now notice what Proverbs chapter 18 verse 14 says. It says, the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit, who can bear? Okay? So basically what he's saying is, is that anything physically that comes against you, your spirit, are you getting a hold of this? Your spirit can overcome it. 
the spirit of man can sustain his infirmity. Weakness that comes against your body, a bad report. Pressure from a relationship situation that's just at the breaking point. Your spirit, by the Holy Spirit, can break through and break out if you'll understand that the Word of God is food to your spirit. Most people are not feeding their spirit man. They're not feeding their spirit man. Oh, yeah, they'll feed it. You know, they'll feed their soul man. And they'll definitely feed their body man. But they deny feeding their spirit man. And if you'll feed your spirit the right food, it will have great bearing upon your physical condition. How many have found that to be true? When I'm striving for God and I am seeking his face, my goodness, it just seems like there's just a, a, a newness of life that begins to just flow. doesn't mean that my problems go away. It just simply means that I feel stronger. I feel more confident. I feel more connected. Amen? It's important what you feed on. If you're feeding on Netflix, binge-watching Netflix, you're not going to get very far in this life. But if you feed upon the Word of God, hallelujah, I'm telling you, the strong spirit of a man, that's what the Amplified Bible, the strong spirit of a man can sustain his infirmity. Okay, there's three types of life. I've taught you this. There's spirit life which is life as God has it. There's psychological or suke life in the Bible. These are all in the Bible. Suke life, which is our soul life. And then there is biological life, which has to do with our flesh. Spirit life, get this, get a hold of this, is the parent of all life. I want to go over here and tell you guys. Spirit life is the parent of all life. So therefore, spirit life can transform and change psychological life and physical life. When a believer gets healed, they get healed through their spirit. Hello. My words are spirit and life. Or we could say it this way. My words are spirit life. So his words go to the innermost part of our being, make adjustments, gets our soul in line with that word, and then it begins to manifest in our physical body. Come on now. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Notice in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse number 6. 
It says, if you put the brethren in remembrance of these things, you shall be a good minister of Jesus Christ. Notice this. This is out of the King James Version. Nourished up in the words of faith. Nourished up in the words of faith. Nourished up in the words of faith. How are you going to get out of the situation? How are you going to overcome that situation? What are you feeding on? Are you being nourished up in the words of faith? Amen? It's important what we feed on. Because if his word is spirit and life, then his word goes to the source, it goes to the root, and it drives out everything that's producing the fruit in your life. Okay? Now notice this in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse number 20. He says, my son, be attentive to my words, incline your ear to my sayings, do not let them depart from your sight, keep them within your heart. Notice this, for they are life. The word is life. The word is spirit life. He says, for they are life unto those who find them. Very important. Just because you read that passage doesn't mean you found that passage. Just because you read that chapter doesn't mean you found the principle that God wants you to see. It's the finding of what God wants to show us that is the key to unlocking whatever situation we're in. Amen? It says their life unto those that find them and healing are the actual Hebrew word is medicine to all their flesh. Amen? I'm here to tell you God's word is medicine to your flesh. And that if you will take the word of God like you take your physical medicine, if you're as disciplined with it as you are with your physical stuff, you will see a transformation begin to happen. As you partake of the Word of God on a daily basis, three times a day, with food. Come on now. Get into the Word of God. Feed your spirit, man. That is what we need to do and understand, and that's what we're talking about here uh, with these verses. Psalm 107 and verse number 20. How does God heal the believer? It's found in this verse. He sent out his what? He sent out his what? And healed them and delivered them from all of their destruction. How did he heal them? He sent his word. He sent his word. He sent his word. He sent his word. And when the word came, they said, be it done unto me according to thy word. They received his word. They allowed it to get into the miracle maker on the inside of them, which is their spirit. And it began to blossom and bloom and, and create a garden of healing. Not just one time, but, but an entire lifestyle of healing and transformation and deliverance to where you're walking in divine life. You can walk in divine life. Yes. 
You have divine life on the inside of you. You don't need to be subject to the gravitational pull of this life. You can overcome through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the power inherent within His Word. We sing those songs. I've got a river of life flowing out of me, but we don't believe it. Come on now. Hallelujah. So what the Lord wanted me to, to share with you tonight in the, in the remaining minutes that I have with you is bring those truths to you and then lead you in uh, some declarations. I'm having to skip some stuff. Lead you into some declarations. One of the things that the Lord began to talk to me because I was dealing with a low heart strength. He began to take me through a regimen. Now, we don't like that word, regimen. You know. Now, we'll go down to the gym and we will hire trainers to yell at us and call us fatty, fatty, fat, fat. But when your preacher starts putting a regimen, I'm not going to that church anymore. Come on now. Hello. So he began to put me in a regimen of how to transfer the divine life that's on the inside of me because I have all the strength that I need. If Jesus lives on the inside of me, I have the strength. Amen? So is it okay for the next 10 minutes that we look at some scriptures and maybe even begin to repeat them out? Amen? Because I sense that there is some tiredness. Hello. I know you're trying to hide it well. Some of you are not. But physical strength is one of the attributes of divine life. Did you know that? When divine life is on the inside of you, strength should be up. You should operate in divine strength. Amen? Hallelujah. Okay, so I want us to look at uh, Joel 3.10. Notice what the word says here. It says, beat your plowshares into swords. And your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong. Amen. He says, let the weak, not let the strong, say, I am strong. But let the weak say, I am strong. It's important for you to understand that if even if you are in a weakened position, that what you say out of your mouth has great bearing on getting out of that weakness and into God's strength. We are to call those things that be not as though they were. This is a practice throughout the scripture. 
Abram was called Abraham. He went from high father to father of many nations. This was a barren man. But every time he opened his mouth to introduce himself, he called himself father of many nations. Even though he was destitute in that area and did not have any offspring at that time, he still declared what God had called him. This is the same principle that's used here. He says, let the weak, if you're weak here today, if you're weak physically, if you're online and you're weak in some area of your life, this could be sickness, this could be symptoms in your body, because symptoms in your body is weakness beginning to work in your body. Weakness in your, you know, your pulmonary system, in your respiratory system, wherever it may be, let the weak Say, I am strong. Amen? Let's say that. I am strong. I am strong. I am strong. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what, there's been many times in which I would just feel just so fatigued and so worn down, and I would lay in my bed and put my hands over my heart, and I would say, I am strong. 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 Hallelujah. Let the weak say, I am strong. Oh, it wasn't just one or two times. It wasn't just for 30 minutes. It was something that I, I, I said continuously. I mean, I had to get that, that seed into my garden. I had to begin to let, you know, when you do a garden, you don't just throw, you know, you don't just go up there and just throw seed in it and walk away. You're out there messing with it and watering it and pulling the weeds out of it. Come on now. You're cultivating it. I needed the strength of God. I didn't have strong strength in my heart. God had everything. The power plant was on the inside of me. The Spirit of God lives on the inside of me. Jesus said, I've got rivers on the inside of me. Rivers denote power. Listen, they make electricity with rivers, honey. That's the power of God. But I had to begin to make note that that was, that was a part of my life, that that was a reality. I had to, I had to uh, confirm it by stating, I have rivers of living water on the inside of me, and therefore I am not weak. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. And the devil would say, well, you don't feel very good, do you? Yeah, yeah, you're still laying in that bed, aren't you? Doesn't matter. Let the weak say they're strong. I am strong. I am strong. I am strong. I am strong. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, in Ephesians, we see the prayers where the Apostle Paul tells us, in Ephesians and in Colossians, I'm skipping some scriptures here, where he begins to say that we will be strengthened with all might in our inner man. Where does it see that teaches you? Well, let's look at that scripture here. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 3. 
Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 3, starting with verse number 14. I'm just going to get off, get off the computer there, and I'm just going to go, all right? Okay, it says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in your inner being. So where does the strength come from? The spirit to your spirit. See, any transaction you have from God comes from the spirit of God to your spirit. Amen? So strength is of the spirit of God. I have the spirit of God living on the inside of me, but I pray for an awareness. Amen? That this strength resides in me, and I make a demand upon it by declaring, even in my weakest, I'm strong. Even when I don't feel like saying I'm strong, I'm going to say I'm strong. Amen? I am strong. I am strong. What did... What did uh, The Apostle Paul say when he was in prison in Philippi, he says, I can do all things through Christ who what? Strengthens me. He wasn't out of his situation. He was still very much in his situation. But he was strong in the Lord and the power of his might in his situation. The word strength there is endunamized in the Greek. It means to be empowered from within. It's like a generator on the inside of you. You've got a divine generator on the inside of you. A power that is that created the sun and the moon and the stars, that created everything that we see and do not see, lives on the inside of you. And in order to actualize that, you've got to get an understanding that that's who you are. You are not a weak person. You have the strongest personality. Oh my goodness. Living on the inside of you. The King of kings and the Lord of lords is enthroned in your heart. Therefore, uh, the weak says, I am strong. The sick say, I am healed. The broke say, I am blessed. Come on now. Hallelujah. Okay. All right. Praise the Lord. Let me skip through some scriptures here real quick. I I have like 400 of them here, so... Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go through a few confessions so we can get strong. Notice this, Isaiah 40, 29. God gives power to the faint. Oh, hallelujah. You need to get excited about it. You're going to get excited about something. He gives power to the faint. Have you felt like fainting? Have you felt like giving up? 
Have you said, I got no more to give? He gives power to the faint, and to him that has no might, he increases strength. How many believe God's into strength? He's the best strength coach you'll ever have. Even yous shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But notice this. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew, the the Hebrew is exchange, shall exchange their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. He gives me strength. Praise God. He empowers me. I exchange my weakness for his strength when I wait on the Lord. Now, most people will say, well, what's waiting on the Lord? Just waiting on him like waiting on a bus? No, the word means to wait like a waiter waits on you in a restaurant. They begin to minister to the Lord. Those that minister to the Lord shall renew or exchange their strength. When you start getting and making God's stuff a priority and you make him the top, you'll exchange your weakness for his strength. This is not the way to do it. I'm so tired. I'm just so tired. It doesn't matter what you ask that person. How are you doing today? Tired. Tired. I'm just so tired. I'm so wore out. I can't even, I don't even know why I'm here. Just life is so difficult and hard. I'm just wore out. I don't have any strength whatsoever. That is not exchanging. No, let the weak say, I am what? Let the weak say, I am strong. Amen? Hallelujah. You want to hear some more? Okay. Notice in Psalm 18 and verse number 35, it says, The God who equips me with strength and made my way blameless. He is the God who equips you with what? He's the God who equips you with what? Then you don't need to be weak. I'm not saying there are not going to be days you're not going to feel weak. I'm not saying there's not going to be times in which you're going to think, man, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. But the confession of a believer and a child of God in the midst of adversity, regardless of how they feel or what their circumstances look like, they say, I am equipped with the strength of God. I am strong. I am strong. I am strong. Notice Psalm 27, verse number 1. It says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of which, of whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is my stronghold. The Lord is my strength. Over and over the psalmist would say this. 
Do you think he had a, some insight that we need to hear tonight? Amen. He said in Psalm 27, 13, he says, I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Praise God. He says, wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Amen. I tell you what. He wants you to have strength in your life. Blessed be the Lord, for he has heard the voice of my plea for mercy. The Lord is my strength. Notice that. He is my strength. He is my shield. In him my heart trusts, and I am helped. My heart exults. And with my song, I give thanks to him. Now, over and over, here's a key. Here's a key, guys. I'll close with this. Here's a key. This is my fifth closing. I'm trying to help you here. Strength and singing go together. Over and over in the scriptures. The psalmist, you think David knew something about God? Over and over, he says, you are my strength and you are my song. He says it over and over again. Strength and song. Strength and singing. Amen? You know you're strong when you're singing. You know you feel good when you're singing. Now, you may not want anybody hearing your singing, and we're grateful. But when you're singing, when you're singing, you've got strength. So that means this, that when I find myself depleted of strength, I can stir my praise up, my, my, my worship to God up, and I can begin to Exalt the Lord with my voice. And it brings strength. Come on now. I'm trying to help you. Try to save you a whole lot of money. A whole lot of time. Listen, you want to break out? Isn't that what Paul and Silas did? They, they were in the innermost prison. What they do? They sang. They sang. Well, they didn't feel like singing, I'm sure. They didn't feel like singing. They were in a worse situation. They didn't know if they were going to live the next day. But it says in that midnight. See, when they use that phrase, that means it's the darkest hour of your life. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. It's important to pray. But then you need to go and cross over from praying and get over into praise. Get over into singing. If I've got the answer... And it says, if I ask anything according to his will, he hears me. And if he hears me, then I know that I have the petition that I've desired. Then all I've got to do is be grateful and thankful and start singing. Amen? Start singing. Praise God. Well, I don't have a very good voice. It doesn't matter. I start off just by simply saying, praise the Lord. Thank you, Father God. You're so good to me. 
I'll begin to pray in the Spirit, and then all of a sudden, a note of victory will come into my spirit, and I'll begin to sing. And it'll be compositions that are not written on this earth. I can guarantee you that. It'll be situations and words that, that are about my situation. I can tell you that I've walked this place over and over and over again. And I know when I've got the victory, when a song begins to come up, the song of the Lord begins to come up. And when that song comes, the, the strength of God comes into my life. Oh, I might be burdened down with a problem. There might be situation in my life that's taxing me to my very core. But boy, when I get in the presence of the Lord and I begin to say, Lord, you are my strength and you are my song. You have become my salvation. Oh, hallelujah. I give you praise and I'm so grateful to be alive. I'm grateful to be born again. I'm grateful to be filled with your spirit. I'm grateful to be healed in body. I thank you, Father God, that you've made me strong. I thank you, Father God, that you've given me life. I thank you, Lord. And you begin to get in that realm. And I'm telling you what, his presence begins to overtake you. And a song starts coming up. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Bible says that you go from strength to strength. That there's no end, there's no shortage of strength. Praise God. Stand to your feet. Amen. I want you to say that I'm strong. I'm strong in the Lord and the power of His might. I have the strength of God. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my song. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Begin to praise Him. Begin to praise Him. Begin to lift Him up. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. My father in the faith, Pastor David Emi, said that the joy of the Lord is my is our strength. That joy comes from a revelation. It comes from a revelation of God. When you know that God is on your side. And that he who is with you is greater than anything that can come against you. When you know that he's got you in his hand, that's a revelation that brings joy no matter what you're going through. And my my pastor, he said this, he said, and it's a very strong statement. He said, if that's the case, then I never need to be weak ever again. And that if I'm going to be weak, it's by my choice. I'm choosing to be weak. I'm choosing to be weak by my actions, the words of my mouth, and the lack of discipline of getting with God. Because if I'm not feeding on the Word, I'm not feeding on the right food. And you don't eat right, you're not going to feel right. But I'm here to tell you, my friends, you can walk in the strength and power of God. It's not just something that's written in the Bible that we just talk about. It's something that you personally can experience in your life. You can walk in the strength of God. Hallelujah! He can strengthen those joints. He can strengthen that back. He can strengthen that heart. He can strengthen those. Oh, 
Oh, but you've got to allow Him to work in your life. You've got to get that well a-pumping. Amen. You've got to get those rivers stir up the gift of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. You've got to stir it up. Well, I don't feel like stirring it up. You don't know what kind of day I had. I don't care. I don't care. What I'm telling you is what God can do is greater than what happened to you today. You can walk out with the strength of God or you can be the same weakling that you were when you came in. But I'm here to tell you I'm going out with the strength of God tonight. How about you? I'm going out with the strength of God. Hallelujah. Oh, we got so much to talk about. Hallelujah. Praise God. I need to be quiet. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. Well, we've got people that are up here that are here to pray with you. I know we've got some people that need prayer for healing. I know little Wade needs to come up here. You, family, uh, the Mullins can bring their son up here. But I'm going to, I'm going to let you go. But we're going to have uh, the ministers up here. If you need prayer in any area of your life, they're here to help and assist you. Amen. And also we have the altars in which you can pray one-on-one because that's the best. Amen. And so I encourage you to do so, but you're dismissed in the name of Jesus. Amen.